0: Got good news. It is the best news in the world to me. News. I left the blues far behind and far it's gonna be. So welcome everyone. This is the BRFCS end of season, potentially one-off, but could turn into a, a bit of a thing. podcast. Uh, with me today we have Duncan Miller could well be an MP soon. Hello Dunk. Evening. We have the, uh, the Twitter famous Mikey DeLapp.
1: <laughs> Hello, very generous description.
0: And we also have Ian Herbert, seen him on Twitter and BRCS, is that right Ian? You're on there as well?
2: I, I am indeed, occasional contributor to uh, the Equinton Observer as well, as a, oh. as a stand-in first substitute, so yes,
0: but honoured to be here tonight. correct we have a celebrity in the house. Um, so everyone has been issued with an agenda uh, and we're pretty much good to go. So point one on the agenda uh, is this season, 2016, 2017. Is there any plus points we can take from that? Let's go straight to Mike. Mike, what do you think? Any plus points at all?
1: <laughs> My positivity sort of uh, reputation precedes me, I say. Uh, <laughs> um yeah we're trying to start on
0: a high because I've got a feeling there could be some lows yeah. at this no there's only so
1: high I can take this I'm afraid now. Nah, there's not many plus points the only thing I suppose I'm pointing at primarily is hopefully that you know they'll uh, you know by going further down the mire further into danger and down the leagues hopefully someone might twig somewhere and you know in in ownership or in management and maybe just have a look and think this is a chance to sort ourselves out there's a few clubs that have done that you know I'm not saying that'll happen to us but the likes of you know, um, Leicester, Southampton, Norwich have done it as well. Admittedly, they had all had something that resembled a plan going at the time, but, you know, they've all hit League One, sorted themselves out, given themselves a kick up the bum, and, you know, and, and taken it on from there and, and rebuilt from the ground up, which, you know, I, I admit is clutching at straws, but, you know, that's the only thing I can think of really that would class as a positive thought at, uh, you know, it's what, what's been a pretty dreadful season. Ian, uh, similar from you, I'm guessing? I
2: think so, yeah. I guess the the biggest plus point is we took it to the last, last day and almost the very last minute of the last day because I think when Coyle was in charge and the January window closed with him still being there... I didn't honestly believe that it would, it would go that, that far. My prediction was that the Wolves game would be the one and Paul Lambert would eke his revenge by sending us down. So it was something of a of a pleasure that he didn't get to do that. Um, but it's scant consolation. It's been a dreadful season. It really has. And I think it's very difficult to be uh, positive about anything other than the potential of a fresh start, as Mikey said.
0: Uh, and Duncan, from the Venkies Out party, I'm guessing you've not got... Uh, you've not got very many positives to
3: find. I think basically, I'm just glad it's over. The biggest plus point is it's finally, finally finished. Um, we finished the season, you know, reasonably well on the pitch with with a manager who looks like he's got half a clue what he's doing. Um, like like the guys have said, we're clutching at straws really to find anything positive. It's, it's the worst season I've ever experienced um, supporting Rovers and. Uh, yeah, not not a lot really very good to say about it, unfortunately.
0: The keen season for me, still a worse season. I don't know what you all think, but the keen season was a bad season when we went
1: down. I'll, I'll, have, a cra- I'll have a crack at this. Uh, one thing, and I think I said this to Ian, actually, because I, I shared the, I'll, I'll be polite and say, the joy of the last day with Ian. I was present with Ian at the time. Um, the one thing I did say I never, ever thought I'd see is us getting relegated where there isn't, a situation where fans are haranguing a manager. I never envisaged that. And yet we did it this season. Whereas the Keen season, it was just, you know, it was just an absolute shambles. And it was everybody you looked at in the, you know, in the in the stands or in the owners, you just sort of thought, God, I hate them. Whereas at least with Mowbray, you can sort of look at it and think, you know, there's a little bit of light and end of the tunnel with him there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. Uh, it wasn't the warfare that that Wigan away game was. Um, but I think for me personally, there is a couple more plus points, notably Lenihan, who I thought had had a decent season, and Raya towards the end of the season when he came in for a steal. Um, you know, if we can keep hold of players like that, I don't know what you guys think. Niambi as well, although I'm less sure on Niambi, truth be told. I think Lenihan has been immense.
2: Um, there were some very, very negative comments, particularly on Twitter. Uh, round about Christmas time after the Barnsley game and I think there's one exchange I saw where a Rovers fan offered to drive him to whoever would be prepared to buy him in January and that seemed pretty harsh for a young lad who was giving his all I think in the second half of the season and especially since Mowbray came in I don't know if it's the fact that Mowbray's a centre-back and maybe he's been coaching him specifically but I think Lenehan has been excellent Um, unlucky I think to miss out on the player of the season I think he, he had that dodgy spell before Christmas, but other than that, I think he's been superb. Um, Rea, well, he, yeah, he, he's, he's come in and out the team a couple of times. Goalkeepers particularly, I think, tend to mature as they get older, so he's still very, very young for that position. Certainly seems a good shot-stopper. I'd like to see him command his area, and he might get more opportunity next season.
0: Who didn't perform then? Any standout players this season where you thought... You really haven't lived up to, or you've not been what we needed.
2: We've got one player who spends an awful lot of time in Dublin and Glasgow. Let's leave it at that, shall we?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey He's leave him alone. He's, uh, you know, he has a real, real red spot for a uh, red mist descends when anyone wearing Elvis clothing shows up as well.
2: If only, with Stokes, there had been some warning signs, though, that at previous clubs he'd perhaps not knuckled down. You know, if yeah, you know, we were caught really cold there, weren't we? It's not as if the guy had a track record for going missing or anything like that, but... Yeah, uh, due diligence in the transfer market. I think that's something I'd like to see next year. Oh,
1: I do I do remember before we signed him, though, actually. I remember there was a rumour that Rotherham were going to sign him, and there was a few people jumping on Twitter then saying, look, we're going to miss out on a, a high-profile player if we don't pull our finger out. And that was the one occasion I was actually thrilled that we weren't seemingly you know, just sat on our thumbs doing nothing. So that's our main one. Anyone else got anything to add on that? Who uh,
0: don't know if you've got anyone, Dunk, who's been... Specifically, crap.
3: Uh, in all honesty, um, take your pick. Really, um, I think special mention really for uh, the person who pre- preceded Tony Marlbury. I don't really want to mention his name. Um, everybody knows who I'm referring to. Um, really, really poor manager. You know, um, straight away at the beginning of the season, it was it was pretty evident the team didn't have any clue, any direction and we were, we were God awful for the first, you know, until Marbury came in really, you know, a couple of uh, freak results aside, really, uh, Newcastle springs to mind, but yeah, absolutely dire. Um, You know, when we talk about, I think the fact that we're talking about these young players being, um, absolutely fantastic and a real breath of fresh air yeah they've done well they've come into a difficult situation some of those players have done really well Um, Jelena Hens Nyambes Raya Raya for me um, probably should have been should have been starting uh, a little bit before he he did come into the side but um, the fact that we've been so reliant on these young players and we've been you know pretty let down by some of the players we could probably expect a little bit more of um, you know I, I think really disappointing the the lack of games we've got out of Corey Evans this season, somebody who could um, you know you'd, pro- you'd probably want in the trenches with you when you're, in, when you're in a bit of a battle in a situation like that, um, obviously some, some well-documented injury problems there that's been a disappointment for me, that one.:
0: And hope pack Pan, anyone on
2: hope pack Pan? It sums him up, I think um, that his moments of glory was taken away from him, away at Sheffield Wednesday, where the one time he made a really positive contribution, the referee ruled that the ball didn't cross the line, which is kind of like his, his season, perhaps even his career, in microcosm. Uh, my nickname for him is Hopeless Act Panic, because he certainly doesn't provide any hope for me, and whenever he gets the ball, invariably I panic. Uh, I'm not sorry to see the back of him, I have to say.
0: Um, speaking of uh, Hope Act that's the end of him, his career at Blackman Rovers. Um the retained list came out but there wasn't very many retained on there. The end of Law, Henley, Guthrie, Brown, Greer. Anyone with seaside to go? Is there any uh, is there any anyone that can justify Jason Law, who's probably not the greatest footballer but quite a nice guy by the science of things?
2: I suspect the problem with Law was uh, his wages. Because if he's been one of the guys with us from the Premier League days, he may well have had relegation clauses, but who knows, given the uh, the efficacy of the Rovers board in drawing up contracts. And I suspect that it got to a point where it was just financially impossible to keep him. And also, I think it's just one of those situations where I think his relationship with the club and the fans reached a crossroads and it's probably better for both parties to be a, uh, for him to leave.
0: Duncan, Law, Henley, Guthrie, Akpan, Brown, Greer, can you make a case for anything?
3: Um I, I think the main thing I'd, I'd say on that, is obviously Guthrie came in the last last few games and you know did reasonably well, I thought. Um Greer, disaster, Brown, worse, Akpan, we've said enough about him. I think Henley's a bit of a curious one for me. You know, a player he had a lot of potential a couple of years back, he's just gone completely off the rails, you know, um, come through the youth ranks, got himself to full international um status and just really stagnated. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting um to go on and see what he does in the future. I, I can't you know I, I don't know where he'll end up, don't know what he'll end up doing, but I think um that's I think he'll be one of those cases of um never quite made it, never quite realised that potentially hard and Well, I think um yeah, I think I think we've we've seen a lot of law over the years you kind of know what you're getting with him um quite disappointing in a away in a, a way that the manner in which his time at the club's come to an end I'm sure he wouldn't wanted to to leave on on a relegation but I think um, like Ian said it was it was best for both parties for him to go and I, I am pretty sure he's going to be on a pretty decent wage that we're it wouldn't benefit us to, to keep him on anywhere near that salary. On
0: a bit of a tangent, has anyone ever read the story about Danny Guthrie's wedding?
3: No, I've not heard that one.
0: What a story. Google that if you've got, <laughs> if you've got a spare five minutes. It sounds like a right tear up.
2: <laughs> just, just on the subject of, of Guthrie, am I alone in thinking that he is slowly, incrementally, turning into David Dunn? Because the, the last two or three games <laughs> of the season, physically... Uh, particularly the width of his backside in the rover shorts. It seems to be he seems to be getting more and more like Dunny. Um and I wonder whether we should keep him for sentimental purposes.
3: <laughs> yeah, but a, a sort of low budget Venky's version of David Dunn. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
0: a tribute. Yeah, act. yeah. he's got he's got the same stubble. I'll give him that. Um, contracts offered Mahoney being the main one, I think. Uh, there's been a couple of young kids signed, um, uh, a young kid as well from Scotland that's highly rated, although I don't think a 15-year-old is the answer to our problems at this point. Um, I, I saw online that maybe the uh, the Mahoney contract might be something to do with just ensuring we, we do get some money for him if he goes. Something about the tribunal and if a if a player has been improved offered an improved contract... Uh, you're entitled to a bit more money for them Um, Mm. so i don't know if we'll see that to be the case i think i think he may well be on his way to Preston. i think if you're in his shoes
2: if his agent is is doing his work properly he'd have to sort of say why why would you stay at blackburn rovers what are they going to give you and it would be very difficult even as a diehard supporter at the moment to make an argument that we're a stable club moving in Mm. the right direction with every all the ingredients in place to develop as a player, so it, it's one of those situations now where my my sympathy goes out uh, to players like him, who perhaps have got the you know, the the in the wall supporters, but they've got to look after their careers, and I, uh, it's no surprise to see him uh, to see him leave. It's a massive disappointment because I think he was one of the bright spots of last year, but it's not a surprise.
1: I think I think as well though, like with with Mahoney and stuff like that, people the last few days have been saying, like, oh, he's, you know, he's supposed to be a fan, you know, he's supposed to want to play for Blackburn, he's a Judas, that sort of thing. The usual stuff you hear when players, you know, it's like the old mentality of, oh, if they don't want to be here, I never fancied them in the first place, that type of thing. But, you know, you have to look at it from the point of view of him, that he spent half a season with someone saying, no, you're not quite good enough, I'm going to put Liam Feeney in ahead of you for a whole half a season. Uh and and then when he when he does when he does get a little bit of a you know a run in the first team and stuff like that it's sort of you know three months left of a whatever deal he was on a three or four year deal what does that sort of tell him that we were almost sort of desperate to show him that no no you know we really like you it's fine look look here you go you know but we could have done it from way before and it's not like we've been magnificent or you know all guns blazing we've actually been really poor and we've been screaming out for someone like him to. No. no, I accept he's a bit unpredictable and nothing, everything he tries doesn't come off, but he's the one, one of the very few players we have when he attacks, you sort of look at him and think, OK, this guy's got the opposition defence thinking and that is not something that we've always had.
2: Absolutely. I mm. always felt that when he picked the ball up, the opposition looked to put two men around him quickly and there's nobody else in our team that would pick the ball up and move forward with it and have that kind of impact. Really sorry to see him go, but I can't blame him at all.
0: Is there anything more disheartening Than being told Liam Feeney Is going to be playing ahead of you
1: Yeah when you're I'm Josh I'm not sure there is Wait, I know one When Josh King was told Chris Brown was better than him Yeah yeah <laughs> <All> right, <then. laughs> Good point well put And we'll leave it at that Moving on um, <laughs> um,
0: Mulberry's staying Which is some decent news surely Although I have noticed He's now being called a manager and not a head coach hmm.
3: I think that's um, all to do with Mr. Senior's uh, departure. Um, does this mean Mulberry's going to have. Obviously, reading his interviews, he seems to think he's going to have a big say in the players that come into the club. Um, Hopes so. are. Really do hope so. Or I think all is. Um, Proclamations that is going to be staying might be short-lived because I think I don't think Mowbray's the type who's going to suffer fools gladly. To be honest, and we could end up with another situation like we saw with Paul Lambert, where um, if things kind of don't materialise, the promises that he's you know in the assurances that he's been given over the last um, week or two don't materialise, then I think um, sorry to be the bearer of doom and gloom, but I think it could be um, short-lived.
0: So moving on to our next section, which I've got down on our very well thought out agenda, um, the future forward slash summer. Uh, the honors is will relegation have any impact in them? We've heard stuff about accountants at Ewood. I'm not really sure what that means, truth be told. Um, what do we think? Do you think? Do you think something might happen this summer, or do you think it's uh, another season under the Venky reign?
1: Yeah, of course it is. It, sorry, I'm jumping in it early, but it's um, you know they're not they're not going anywhere. And again, it's I know it's a bit of a side point to make, but there's nothing anyone could have done, or any noises that could have been made, or any protests that could have succeeded. They just sort of reek of you know we'll do what we want, you know we're we're in charge here, and and they just take it from there. They just they work on their own watch, and you know they'll they'll go when they'll go. They're not going to be here forever. Let's face it, but they will just go when they've had enough, or when they've decided to wrap it up. that's It's as simple as that. And I think that's certainly good for another season, or I say good for another season, horrific for another season.
0: I think there's some beautiful narrative here that Duncan gets in as the independent Venkies out party in Blackburn on the day that Venkies announced at the Selma Club.
3: Oh, oh, don't, don't do not that to me, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: suddenly Duncan gets questioned on a whole heap of other things, such as... What are we doing in the, our local NHS and what are we doing about our local schools? Mm-hmm.
1: Just don't adopt any
3: UKIP policies, Duncan. Stay strong. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I got asked the other day about my defence policy and I said, well, we should be OK now, Wes Brown's been released. You know, was, uh... <laughs> uh, tremendous. So, yeah, I think um, at the moment it's it's not looking likely. I mean, we, we got that absolutely ludicrous statement after relegation that they've had about as much input in two as I've had in, I don't know, Donald Trump's presidential campaign, you know, they, they had completely nothing to do with them, that nonsense that came out. It, it read like all the other generic rubbish statements that they come out with all the time. Um, no relegation won't make them sell. What, what will make them sell, God only knows. Um, I think, as, as Mike just touched on, it's gonna be um, when, when they've had enough. Um, either until they decide to go out or the club finds itself in in you know a, a situation that none of us want to see it and you know where we where we we're struggling to continue to exist that might be um, what gets rid of them so I think from my point of view what I'd say to anybody listening is um, keep doing what you're doing keep keep the protest keep the noise going um there's no right and wrong to it. I'd certainly never vilify anybody for not wanting to protest, for wanting to keep going to the games, for boycotting whatever people are doing, but let's keep it out there. Let's 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 not just accept this dreadful, dreadful situation we're finding ourselves in at the moment um, with toxic owners. And um, I spoke to somebody fairly recently, and they said to me, Rovers have been in the third division before, Rovers have had no money before, but the way I'm looking at it is, This is the lowest we've been in a a long, long time, 37 years. Um, When we've been in this situation, league table-wise before, we might have had no money, but we weren't saddled with debts that would cripple a small country. And also we haven't had the benefit of a benefactor like Jack Walker putting us on the map and giving us an infrastructure that, that should really mean that we don't find ourselves in this position.
2: 't agree more with that I think the, the the really painful bit about this relegation, and this is the third time i've seen rovers in the third tier, is that we are a lottery winner that squandered the win. We were given mm-hmm. a one off wonderful opportunity to build a legacy which we I think we did, yeah. and we've just sold the family silver and we're right yes, we huh. are right back to where we were when I first started supporting the club more years ago yeah. than I care to remember but it's, it's the it's the squandering. Of, uh, of that That's legacy, a great analogy, which is
1: just yeah, yeah
2: absolutely appalling. Um, Hello,
1: giving giving away your age there, Herbert.
2: Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just just one, one thing though: um, will relegation make them sell? What will make them sell? I doubt actually they ever will sell. Here's why: uh, if you're going to sell, you need a buyer, and I cannot conceive of anybody that would buy and take over the debt that they've incurred. Why on earth would they? So if you're talking about a a Venkis exit, I fear that it's administration, a bleak liquidation.
1: Yeah, sorry to jump in again, but wouldn't you take that?
2: Well, no, as I say, which means that the Rovers Trust absolutely needs to to carry on and, and be the custodian in waiting to jump in in that scenario. So I, I find it highly unlikely that we'll get a, a white knight buyer that will buy from Venkis. I think it's highly unlikely that Venkis will sell. I think it's much more probable that at some point they will sort of say, this has run its course, administration. Sorry, Mikey, over to you.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to interrupt myself, but um, it, was, it was my turn first. But <laughs> um, I was, uh, yeah, I, I, it was kind of just mirroring what you were saying. I, I think, you know, I I, if, I I got asked a couple of times over the summer if someone said to you, would you take points start to administration just so you could start again? Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, you'd I'd take
0: the gamble that. now, surely, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, there's not, you know, put it this way, there's not, like Ian says, I mean, there's many wonderful dream thoughts of like another, you know, uh, generous Blackburn supporting benefactor coming along and ploughing his money in and saving us, but you know, that's about as likely as me getting a date with Jennifer Aniston next week. I'm not ruling it out, but, you know, at the end of the day it's, you know, absolute figment of imagination stuff as far as I'm concerned. I think, you know, we just need to almost sort of say, right, let's just, you know, bury it down to the foundations and just rebuild it up from there. That's that's really about as good as it's gonna get.
0: Mike, I can absolutely guarantee that you will not be on a date with Jennifer Aniston next week. Mm-hmm. I can, that is something I can guarantee. Yeah, she, to you. She's going out hey. with Josh
2: next week. You'll have to wait till the week after. Well, I, <laughs> I thought we had a round in place I, was <laughs> I think the um, the appointment of the accountants also leads me down that path of they're, they're examining all the operations. I think if, if accountants come in to do a review of operations in any business, invariably uh, the bank tend to be the ones that sort of say, we need to understand what's going on there. You need to and it, and the net result typically is a massive cost saving exercise. So you will get accountants coming in and doing a going concern type analysis and sort of saying, well, what what is the basic, absolute rock bottom that we need in this club to, to keep it ticking over, right? Strip the costs down to, to, to make it sustainable. So Mowbray's um, prognostications when he came back from India about having money and this, that and the other, well, I think we, we shall see uh, because I think that the accountants will report back to Venkis uh, and a very different message might come out. So it's one
0: one to watch. So working on the assumption that they are probably staying then, Um, I saw someone online who is now only referring to Mike Cheston as Mike Chestnut, which I love and I'm staying with. So we only have Mike Chestnut at the club. (laughs) Surely we need someone who has got experience brought in. I mean, Paul Senior, say what you want about him, but at least he has some sort of experience.
2: Well, it depends what you think Mowbray's role is. If Mowbray has taken over that remit from Senior of... Uh, deciding which players we buy and sell, uh, and Cheston just tells him whether or not he can afford to sign the checks. But then, arguably, not the only bit that's missing, perhaps, is is the sales and marketing side. Uh, so you need someone who's actually going to sort of say how we're going to sell season tickets in the third tier, and how we're going to get bums on seats, and how we're going to sell replica kits and negotiate those. So uh, there is a gap on the board for me. But if Mowbray picks up the player side of things, Cheston uh, carries on counting uh, the pennies, then it just needs somebody in there to, to look after that sales and marketing type side.
0: So that that's a Tony Mowbray being the Blackburn Rovers equivalent of uh, Arsene Wenger. So <laughs> being, <laughs> being the king of the castle uh, and only being questioned on money. I like it. i
3: think say f- that all day long, I think... Ch- chest chestnut let's let's go with that is yeah. just a void of charisma and talent and anything he's an accountant he's, uninsp- <laughs> he he's the most uninspiring person imaginable to be running a football club which is effectively what he's doing um obviously there's the the international man of mystery suel pasha uh, knocking about as well and um whether he's basically just a, a translator for the Venkies or he is the shadow director that a lot of people um, think he might be, I, I don't really know. Um, but if God help us, if if Chestnut is the one person running the club, um, give the reins to Marbury, give it to the tea lady, give it to the guy who dresses up as the dog He walks around at half-time. Excellent.
1: Better than Raw. Better than Raw, remember that. Uh, one thing I've, I've, I think you've clearly forgotten is that uh, as bad as Chestnut is, he will never be as bad as Veneer Rao. He was he, the man who actually stooped to messaging fans on Facebook to find out about transfer targets. That's as beautiful as it gets, as far as I'm concerned.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Might have got a decent player or two out of that, though, to be fair. We, what did we end up with? Stokes and Kyle under uh, Chestnut's? Well,
1: I, I'd, have, I'd have been happy if he'd have messaged someone and said, how good is David Goodwillie?" This could have been cut off at the source, but instead we had to view you know, <laughs> sort, of, sort of three years of it or whatever it was. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, Vinny left a lot, didn't he, to uh, to be wanted, unfortunately. Um, what else have we got under the future for last summer? Duncan Miller MP, think he's out in the Blackburn area. How's that going, Dunk?
3: It's it's going really well, actually. I've had some um, really positive interactions. Um, not uh, too much negative feedback. Uh, hasn't, I don't think it's, you know, gone over the hills to Burnley yet that they know what's, what I'm planning. But, uh, yeah, it's been... It's been good, and um, I think a lot of people are really taking notice. I think there's been a real um, shift in opinion where, you know, rather than noisy Blackburn fans just don't know they're born, um, feeling entitled, people are really starting to take notice of the fact that we do have genuine grievances that we're we're trying to wear, and and basically this, this idea of this campaign is just me trying... You know, there's a lot of people done a lot of good work for a lot of years now to to try and get this message out there and to try and, try and do what they can to uh, combat it. And it's just me doing my bit in a in a bit of a different way, to be honest with you. Um, but for anybody in Blackburn, if you're sick of um, local politicians and, and the main parties being out of touch, and ultimately if you're sick of Venkies and the FA and the EFL and everything that goes with it and the situation we find ourselves in, give us a vote on the 8th. That would be great. I think it's fair to
0: say, especially as well, if someone has no intention of voting, just, you know, I straight up do not vote. I never have it. I never will. If you're that person, go for the comedy vote and vote Finkies out, surely. Just, I mean, you're <laughs> better than the Lib Dems.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was quite I impressed. I saw that on but... Yeah, I I um I was on Twitter uh, the other week and Lad Paul, which is the politics arm of Ladbrokes, started following me. So I just tongue in cheek asked them what odds they were offering me, and they fired up a screenshot saying hundred to one. So um, that was that was quite shocking. So I said, right, I'll I'll have them cut by next week. But William Miller offering thirty three at the moment. Uh, yeah, beating the being the. I know I know Ladbrokes and William Hill aren't exactly opinion polls as such, but uh, yeah, quite happy to be to be out in front there.
2: <laughs> Always follow the money, Duncan. Always follow the money. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> I tell you, just saying about just saying about the future as well. By the way, I know it sounds a bit almost like skeletal the way they sound like the structuring things. But to be fair, having Mowbray almost as some sort of like overlord of all divisions, at the uh, you know of of Rovers of the company, and then just Cheston as the finan- as financial director. There's almost like a beautiful simplicity to it, because at least Mowbray has, you know, a certain air of authority and a certain air of, uh, you know, sort of like experience about him. You know, I, to be fair, most of the time when they have had these boards of like four or five people, I've run along them going like, you're a buffoon, you're a buffoon, you're pretty much a buffoon. You know, I, I'm not saying he's a magician or everything's going to get better or anything, but I, there's just something about Mowbray that I, it's hard not to warm to and sort of have a little bit of trust there.
2: He seems um, a decent chap. Uh, and, and after some of the <laughs> rogues that we've had involved in our club, that's a very pleasant
3: change. Yeah, really passionate about football, you know, and that's you know, ultimately I think that makes you really easy to warm to as a fan.
0: I think I think there is something about Blackburn Rovers' fans, um, that deep down, even if you know, Chef Gucci, taking it taking it back a little bit, not the greatest footballer, but he was a trier, Paul Dickov, not the greatest footballer, but a trier. You know, if if you can try and if you can give a bit of effort and if you mean well, you probably do quite all right with the fans and you'll keep the fans on side. Hmm.
1: Wow, well, we had the we had the ultimate of uh, of trying, didn't we, with uh, Robbie Savage? Never has a man's effort overshadowed so much, you know, basic skill uh, in my life. But then, to be fair, our midfield's never been any even half as good as that since he left.
0: Yeah. He must have had one of the easiest jobs in football, though. he just have to retrieve the ball and pass to two guy. There was nothing else. That was his entire remit. Mm. Get the ball, pass to two guy. Hey,
1: I played a charity match against him. I can tell you that is not as easy as it sounds.
0: You also kicked a ball in his face, did That's you
1: exactly not? Exactly what I'm referring to. Straight
0: up <laughs> <job>. <laughs> If Duncan's
2: elected, he'll get you run out of town for that, you know.
1: <laughs> Correctly, so
0: do you, remember, do you remember that day Mike when we when we did that charity match, and I was there just doing a bit of filming mm. um and one of the guys at ewood took us took me through this back door he suddenly went from the tunnel to outside mm. in what felt like it mm. felt like a heartbeat, and I said what what is this why, what why is this here? It doesn't make sense for a separate sort of little tunnel. And through a fire door mm. they said soon, soonest put it in so that Two Guy could have a quick fag at half time
1: <laughs> I, do, I do remember yeah that was like it was almost like part of the ground or Two Guy's cigarette tunnel it was, uh, it, was it was good but yeah uh... I do remember that. I quite,
0: like, I quite like the idea that two guy didn't once listen to a half-time team talk and instead was having a Lambert and Butler at the back of the chat Walker to be, stand.
1: To be fair, he was that good. He probably just sat there going, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Let me get on with
0: it. You know, that type of mentality. <laughs> so this summer, um, we're going to need to bring people in. I think everyone's in agreement on that. Um what what do we think? Any key positions that we need to be looking at? Are we going to continue with three at the back, or will will we revert to a four if we get the chance to sign some players?
2: That's that's probably the toughest question you've asked all night. Um, League One is is uncharted territory for us for so long. Um, I don't think there's a there's a surefire way of sort of laying the team out that guarantees success, obviously, otherwise, yeah, you know, every every team would be trying to do it. Three at the back is in vogue at the top. Um I think it has some merits if you've got decent wing backs and you haven't got wingers. But so much well everything in reality hinges on who we keep and who we can bring in. And I think I think yeah, what will happen is that the tactics will evolve based on the personnel that we have at the beginning of August. Uh, so if he can rec- if he has a master plan and he can recruit to fill it, fantastic. If it's more of a case of Hobson's choice and we have to try and scrape up whatever free transfers we can, then we might have to shift our tactics accordingly. I don't give a monkey's what tactics the manager chooses. I just want to see 11 players on the pitch giving their all on hopefully winning more games than they lose because that would be uh, a pleasant surprise compared to the last few seasons.
0: I'm predicting, and I don't know what you think, Dunk, um, but with this account report going back into the bankers at some point, it's probably going to signal the end of the high earners, the Grahams, the Mulgrews, Conway. I don't know what money Conway's on, but I imagine it's quite a bit. Bennett yeah. as well, maybe.
3: I mean, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Particularly, if you know, if anybody is interested in taking these players, I don't even think necessarily for a fee. But if somebody's willing to, uh, to take those players, um, yeah, I think... Sadly, we'll be seeing the back of those because, you know, there's some good players there. Um, Graham and Mulgrew, um, both both good players, good top-quality players, OK. Um, I think if they didn't have the injury issues that they both um, seem to be carrying, they probably wouldn't be with us in the first place. Um, I think for me, a bit of a mention for Elliot Bennett. I think he was, um, for me, you know, didn't really get a look in under... Coyle, but when Marbury came in, I I think he is a real grafter, a decent player. Scored some cracking goals this season. Um, I I've really enjoyed watching Elliot Bennett. To be honest with you, um, so I'd like to keep hold of him. Again, I think they they're going to be on wages that are going to put them really in the upper echelons of of what players are going to be paid in in the third tier, and um, you know we we're going to be adding to our debt if they stay. Um, I suppose it's that catch-22 really, you want to keep hold of your better players, but realistically, can we afford to keep hold of them, Um, I suppose it remains to be seen. Mm I think. Uh, oh, sorry. A, go, no,
0: go on, Mike. You you you've got more sensible things to say than me.
1: That's well, clearly debatable, but um, uh, you know, I think the only thing of just coming back to sort of like the amount of players that are being released and stuff like that, it does almost give us like a bit of an artist blank canvas to work from, which in a way is a plus point, And I'm here to find them, you know it. But um, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I think just coming back to you saying about systems and formations. I'm not sure, I honestly don't, I've not watched a lot of League One football, I must admit, last few years, but I'm going to next season. Uh, I think, you know, I'm not sure how well that 3-5-2 with the wing-backs will work and 3-at-the-back will work and stuff like that, but there is, there was a, a sort of cohesion to it that we managed to find by the end of last season that wasn't there. I know under Coyle, were just all over the place, but it just seemed, I'm not saying it was the world's most expansive formation, but it made us just look a little bit more reliable, a little bit more solid you know and also look a little bit more threatening with with decent wing backs and you know I wouldn't I, again I'm not in I'm not into the figures I could be totally wrong I often am but you know the the players like Niambé, Williams you know Elliot Bennett who obviously a good mention I agree with Duncan I thought it was terrific towards the end of the season Conway those types of players even obviously David Ryer, who's had a, a Basher in goal recently I wouldn't say they're unrealistic players to have in league one yes a couple of them might be a little bit fanciful but if we do fancy you know spending a bit more to achieve a bit more those are the types of players that you can you know that you can keep in that system and you can and I mean the fact that we've lost all our central midfield is no great loss it's been a gaping chasm for many a year so the fact that Guthrie, Akpan and Lowe have all swanned off to potentially pastures new I'm assuming Akpan's going to go and get a job in a bakery somewhere um you know there's a chance there to sort of maybe just as a core of a side that we can build and uh, you know and i think there is potential there to do that of course i'm talking you know higher end of the optimism scale here but of course you've got to look at it like that there's no point being doom and gloom otherwise why bother
0: speaking of which in the next section we have 2017-18 is there any hope is there any No, we've just given him a free transfer. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going back around that loop again, please. Mike, fill us with hope. Where can we look to to finish? Let's let's start with that. the,
1: the The obvious case in point here, I would say, and I know it's, again, it's not like for like. You can't just transfer these things in and out. But the obvious case in point here is Bolton coming down, rammed full of debt, turning it around... You know, keeping well. I'm not sure if we kept us, but you know, keeping a good squad together for that league and then bouncing straight back up—that's the type of thing. Hopefully, we should be looking to build around. And again, I know, you know, it's not paint by numbers. There's no formula there, like Ian said, but you know, the, the, there's a there's a template there if we want to use it to you know to bounce straight back up, and that's the type of example we should follow.
0: What do you think, Ian? Do you think it's a, another season of uh, potentially? Far- I I genuinely think we could end up in another relegation battle.
2: Um I, I I think I think all things are possible. I mean we're we're sat here recording this at the end of May and right now uh we I don't know if we've got eleven professionals that we could put out on the field. So to make any predictions about next season at this point seems an exercise in futility. So why don't we do that? Um there is there is the distinct possibility that we might unearth some gems and we could win three of our first four games, be top of the table, and just run it all the way through, and it, that would be fantastic. Uh, as I'm probably the oldest on the call, I think by some good measure, let's go back to Howard Kendall's promotion season. Um, it is opening dozen or so games were pretty poor, and in current circumstances, he would almost certainly have been sacked. We then eventually, the side gelled, a wonderful mixture of free transfers, youth players and old heads suddenly started winning an awful lot of games 1-0 and we won promotion straight back up. So even if things don't kick off well in September and October, you know, there is always the prospect of being able to turn it round. A bit different now with the transfer window, you've kind of got to get your squad set off pretty early on. So is there hope? Of course there's hope. Um, do I expect that we will do a Bolton? Um, there's nothing in the history of Blackburn under Vinkie's ownership that suggests that that is, is imminent, but you never know.
0: Season tickets next year. I saw today that they've been extended, the deadline. Um,
3: I think that'll happen again. Um,
0: Duncan, are you going?
3: Undecided at the moment. Um I'll I'll be honest there's a couple of away's I'm looking forward to quite a bit this season Um, Wimbledon particularly that's one I really really want to go to Um, no doubt that'll be on a Tuesday night Um, we've got some good local games coming up it's season ticket wise I I think I'm really low to buy one if I'm honest Um, but I'm not a hardcore boycotter. I haven't been going. I haven't had a season ticket for the last last year because I simply wasn't enjoying going to the games that much. So I uh, I tended to concentrate my efforts on on protesting a little bit more and on the other occasion I did go to a game. I think I actually didn't see us lose this season for any game I went to. Oh, where um, were you? So, so maybe I need to get myself a season <laughs> ticket. <laughs> yeah, um, open goal yeah, there. I, I, yeah I don't don't really know um whether i'm gonna bite the bullet and get one um this time it's when it's becoming hard work to to go down and and watch ninety minutes of football it's it's not great um I think my big hope is obviously that we find a solution to the ownership issue um by by whatever means necessary, really. We need to see the club back in safe hands, and I hope that something is done to facilitate a Venkis exit.
0: Mike, I'm guessing you're the polar opposite. I'm guessing you've bought two, just in case you lose one. Well, I'm kind of
1: like the anti-Duncan Miller, I think. I think everything I touch, we end up losing. (laughs) I I think any time I make a comment on Twitter, we spaff a goal in the the wrong net about two minutes later, so I've I've got to be careful what I do or say or whatever. But... um, being a married man, that's something I've learned to to sort of achieve anyway. But um, yeah, it's, it's I mean, obviously, season ticket wise, I find it a bit more difficult nowadays. I've you know I've uh, welcomed uh, two little ones into my family recently, so it's um, become a little bit of a different ball game. But I've I've become a little bit more focused on on away games than home games. I find nowadays. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, like the, you're saying about the season ticket deadline and stuff like that, of course, I think they're just going to run with that and pretend it's some sort of savvy promotional offer when, let's face it, they don't really have a, you know, a second choice, but, to, you know, but to extend it out, uh, you know, end of the day, we're more or less down to the core crowd of, you know, of fans who definitely want to be there. If, you, if you're if you still going now, then, you've, you know, you've suffered through a lot and you're still there. So, you, if you're not stoic, you're not anything. And and you know I think they have to they do have to respond with goodwill by keeping the ticket prices as you know as affordable as possible as well.
0: Ian, I I, th- I think you might be one of these long term um, sufferers well, that are going I'm again. Well, I'm to
2: Duncan's camp actually, in as much as until last season I was the only person that had ever sat in my seat in the in the Riverside. So I got the season ticket when the when the stand opened, and I lived in London. Would you believe it? um mm-hmm. and last year the appointment of um the person who shall not be mentioned but apparently he was outstanding was the thing that tipped me over the edge and that was <laughs> that was just i thought well if you can do that that's just an insult you're just really rubbing our faces in it and so i elected at that point like mikey uh to to major on away games and i, I managed I, th- I think about four or five trips to ewood last year um I think it's highly unlikely I will be buying a season ticket. I think it's highly likely I will do some more away trips because there's some different grounds there's some new grounds, move me closer to to hitting the ninety two. Um, it's it's not inconceivable come Christmas a half season ticket. You know if we, if we're up there and we're doing well, I have to say, but I must admit I'm I'm kind of with Duncan on that. It's it does feel like it's endorsing Venkis. but at the end of the day, if the team's doing well and it's and it's enjoyable. Then, it, then, yeah, a season ticket, and it doesn't it doesn't cost a great deal these days at Rovers, so that's probably where I stand. I
3: just, I just think it's it's shocking, isn't it, that it's becoming you know a, a decision that we're having to make whether we want to go to football or not. You know, it should be it used to be the thing I was most excited about Absolutely. all week. You know, yeah. just and you know, I think it speaks volumes about where we find ourselves at the moment.
1: Very sad. If you can, if you can sit through forty-five minutes of Adinio Junior, uh, Leicester at home, I, I think you've done. You've suffered through the worst. It can only get so bad.
2: I saw him away at Milton Keynes in a League Cup tie,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: along with many other of his of his brethren. Crikey, that was a, that was, was a long you, old night.
1: Did he? He was so bad. He didn't even get one of the Steve King's sort or of new players. He didn't get a new Battistuta or anything like that. He was that bad. <laughs>
0: Um, at season ticket wise, for me, I just will not go. Um, I won't go on the basis that it, I feel like it's the only rebellion that I can take in my own hands at this point now. Um, I think there's probably a couples, a couple more like me out there, but it's my own personal thing now. That's the there only is, thing. There is only one at you, can, Josh, Rush the show. Yeah, yeah, there is that, but. I, I, I do feel like um, it's it's sort of the, the backs against the wall protest for me now where the only thing that I can absolutely guarantee is if I don't buy a season ticket, I've not contributed. And that gives me a little bit of strange, uh, almost horrible satisfaction. Um, I think that's the I saddest thing.
2: Of the, that's the saddest legacy of the Vinkies' reign. Is that to to echo Duncan's point? Something that was a highlight of a week and still is. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah, for seven eight thousand people, it it still is and will remain so next season. But for those of us who perhaps just thought you are just taking me for granted now, you 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 know, you're laughing in my face, uh, and it's and it's di- it's divided the fan base. I think the last big um, disaster to hit the Rovers fan base and and have this kind of impact was the nineteen sixty Cup final. I remember as a, as a boy. Uh, sort of like 10, 12 years old, people sort of say, well, I've, I won't go because I didn't get a ticket for the 1960 Cup final. I remember thinking, how bloody stupid is that? Why, why would you not go just because you didn't get a ticket, you know? Uh, and, and the Venkis impact is, is similar. There, there's almost like a lost generation, I fear, now of rover supporters. Uh, and that is really, really sad. And Venkis are wholly to blame for that position.
0: At away games, I think I think we're allowed to stand this season. Am I right in saying that you can stand? You can
3: stand time, at Burton
2: you? Albion last season, my friend.
3: I think the rules are around um, you're allowed terraces in in the third tier. Um, you know, if you make any adjustments to a ground now, um, particularly if you're in the Championship or above, you would have to put seats in. Um,
2: we won't be taking seats. out, that's for certain
3: yeah yeah so um i think there's certainly going to be a lot more away grounds with that with that standing option um which i'm quite looking forward to i think
1: <laughs> looking main main sort of uh hope for the season is the ability to stand up at away bit, games and stop yeah out. yeah
0: <laughs> that's as positive as i get unfortunately i'm not playing for the others <laughs> um so our final point is um, league predictions. Just so in 12 months' time I can relay it and we're all completely wrong. <laughs> um, Duncan, just pull a number number out. What do you think?
3: 13th. 13th, I think. Yeah, somewhere just, just mid-table-ish, slightly on the wrong side. Not really troubling the playoffs apart from a little flurry at some point. 13th.
1: Mike? Oh, come on. Uh, give me something. Um, I'm going
0: to. Undoubtedly, we're going to laugh at you regardless because well, you come out right. with all Sa- sorts of outrageous all things throughout the season. Fine, sod you all. sod you all. Second. Second. We're going Second up.
1: Second. That's one Mike.
2: position lower than I thought he'd predict. I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that,
1: that's pretty <laughs> negative right? <laughs> that's that's
2: almost bordering on the realistic.
1: I was. <laughs> Cautious. Cautious, guys. Cautious.
0: Ian, what do you think?
2: Uh, I think we'll finish 10th, but we'll go to Wembley in the Checker Trade. The dream. Because I, I think it'll all start to come together uh, round about Christmas and we'll uh, we'll, we'll have a glorious uh, a glorious run in the Checker Trade trophy.
0: And that won't be so bad, really. After the seasons we've had, it would be, it'd be verging on quite good. Well, I think that is bringing us towards the end of our potential... We're not sure what this podcast is going to be. It could be a one-off, in which case... Uh, you won't hear from us again, but equally, uh, we could we could make sort of a monthly thing, or or who knows, we used to do them weekly, so we'll see. If we're out. responding to public demand, um, I'd just
2: like to say it's been a pleasure. I hope uh, <laughs> we bump into each other at some point <laughs> in the future
1: think as long, as long as I think we should just call it the we're finishing second podcast and I've done with it let's, you know let's float it out there
0: so uh, I'm, I'm going to keep that separate bit to a side just so I can replay Mike saying we are going to finish second when we undoubtedly finish 20
1: <laughs> yeah but then I can claim that there was a sound bug when we finished 20 second <laughs>
0: we'll see well thank you very much for your time everybody on a uh, on a Tuesday night that's very good of you for to jump in you're very and welcome be involved
3: yep Thanks very much. Very welcome.
0: Venky's out for uh, for for the Blackburn region. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, yeah, just a, a last little word on that. Um, yeah, obviously, you should all use your uh, your votes wisely. And um, if you're listening to this, pretty sure that um, a lot of people out there are going to agree when I say that probably the biggest issue facing the town of Blackburn, our local community, and us as Rovers fans is the mess we see at our club. So if you want to know a bit more, um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Miller. Um, you can find some other information on there. Um, I'm more than happy to speak to anybody. If you've got any questions or anything like that, feel free to get in touch um, on BRFCS or, or via Twitter or email.